back in your life and all the things that you've done from the time you were in your 20s and beyond. You look at all the situations, the people that shaped your life, the people who tried to help you. I look back at that time and I say to myself, I've come a long way from where I'm now, where I'm at now. You know, I know that we all have a past we don't want to talk about. They always say that in order for you to make peace with yourself is to confront everything that happened to you. Because that way you will have a clean slate. You will be able to focus on what's in front of you now, who's in your life now. And then you look towards the future. The past again, somehow, and I've heard this from people, I am a prisoner to my past. Well, you're making yourself a prisoner to your past because you're not letting yourself move ahead. It's like you're punishing yourself for everything you've done or haven't done. I look at my mother and father. Their marriage was perfect. Stood the test of time. 34 years is a long time to be married to someone. 34 years. 34 beautiful, loving, wonderful, precious years. They've had their ups and downs. They both came from a life of poverty. It's not a bad word, you know. You learn from your mistakes and you grow from them. You learn how to survive. You learn how to adjust. You learn how to be. I want to be free. I want to be released from every pain that I had. I want to be... I want to be great. I want to be noticed, but sometimes I don't. And sometimes I think that when the attention's put on to you too much, you get talked about. You think, well, I've done something good for someone else, and I've gotten a little bit of recognition. And then all of a sudden, it dies down, and they go to the next person. Someone can do better than you. And you think to yourself, I haven't done enough. I've always wanted to have a trophy with my name on it. It didn't have to be big, it could be even a tiny little trophy with my name on it. Something that I could be proud of. I would go into people's homes back in the day. They've had awards and trophies and things are written about them and they were on TV and I never had that. Now my ex, friend back in the day made me feel insignificant because whatever I wanted to do in life I was laughed at I said I have all these dreams and goals and they may seem far-fetched and silly but if you believe in yourself then who cares what other people believe who cares what other people think you go out there and you make you great you make you the best you give yourself a life, a life worth living. Rejoice, rejoice, be glorified in the eyes of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you for guiding me, for looking out over me, for watching over me when both my parents are no longer. 
we reflect on what's going to happen at the end of the year, right? Now everybody's talking about New Year. What's your resolution for New Year's? What do you want to see happen in 2023? Do you want happiness? Yes. Do I want love? Yes. Do I want to be with the man I love? Yes. Do I want to start up and create something with him? A business, a family? Yes and yes. Will it happen? We have to wish it. We have to want it so badly. We will make it happen. Right? The craving there is strong. Everybody has desires. Deep, dark desires. Passions in life that they want to fulfill. It's not impossible. You just have to believe in yourselves. And you have to believe in the dream. Hold on to that dream. Don't let it die. When I was younger, I remember this now. Coming home from school, I would run very fast. You know, come home for lunch and run. And one of my friends from school said, you know what, you can go into the Olympics one day. You can be a runner. I'm like, no, I don't want to run for competition. I just want to run for fun. And I thought, maybe I can do that. Be an athlete. Be an athlete in the Olympics. Maybe one day get my spot up there and win a trophy of some sort of medal of some sort. Now, I know that's going to be far-fetched, but... I had those dreams, and then I just let them go. I thought, uh, I'll be there for, what, five minutes, and then after that, everything will die down. They'll look at the next person, someone who will do much greater. I'm looking at one of my idols. She's an actress, very well-known in the industry. She reminds me so much of my mother. She's got that same spirit and determination, the same drive. And she's also kind of like my mother, very blunt. Wants what's best for her child. Wants to see good in her children, not bad. And wants to see her children succeed and be happy. Be happy. Want you to be exciting. And I want you to fulfill all of your dreams and be a success and to not have people tear you down pull you apart. I don't want that for you. I want you to be happy. My mother said that many times. I want you to be happy all the time. I don't want to see a tear come out of your eye unless it's a tear of happiness, not not sadness because sadness, well, when you're sad, then other people around you will be sad. Is that fair? I used to write poems in my lifetime. I used to actually write a poem and I thought, maybe if I get this poem published, People will read it and want to know more about what the significance, what's the meaning behind this poem. I talk about many things. I talk about my life really like an open book. I think to you, to all of you out there, you need to know to have a positive role model. You know, you can read anybody and follow somebody famous and think that's what their life was all about then. Now they have made it. But how did they make it? They struggled get to the top it wasn't given to them freely and they struggled like me and you emotion wise I'm sure they were depressed they were happy they were sad they were alone they didn't feel like they belong right we all went through that phase we all go through that stage in our life and it happens with them too did you ever sit down with someone that you idolized and had a one-on-one conversation and ask them those questions they will come out and tell you You're not born into being a celebrity. You have to work at it. You have to go to school for it. It's not easy. 
but it's also not impossible. You can make your dreams come true. If I were to go out there and do a monologue for someone, I want someone to really hear my voice and listen to my words. Not just to pretend to sit there and listen, to really listen to what I'm saying with emotion and feeling with conviction. Say to all of you, Hi, my name is Aphrodite, and this is my story. This is my story of survival. This is my story of getting through life, getting through crisis, getting through obstacles, dealing with different people. But I'm also going to talk about what I went through as a woman. As a woman. In other words, I went through all types of emotion. Sadness, emptiness, loneliness, rejection. A feeling of being unloved, unwanted, undesired, unneeded. And I sometimes feel that way. That I look around me, I look at all the people that have everything they want in life, and you say to yourself, why can't I get that? Why is it taking long for me to find that happiness? I've looked for all that all my life, and I've been coming across a dead end, an obstacle, if you will. There's like an obstacle in its path. You have to knock down that wall to get over to the other side, right? It's like when you're running a marathon. How many people are running the marathon with you? You want to get to the finish line. So you have to work your hardest to get to that finish line and not let anyone or anything come into your way. And once you get to that finish line, victory, right? Same thing when you're beating an illness. When I had my breast cancer, all I thought about, what would my life be like? What would my life be like if I hadn't survived? I pictured it. My poor mother would slowly die because she could not live without her youngest. She made it perfectly clear and she made a bargain with God. Please, spare my daughter. She is too young to go. She has a whole life ahead of her. I want to see greatness for her. I want to see her happy. I don't like to see her unhappy. It bothers me. Now she's watching from up above and I know that. You know how I know? It's mother's instinct. Mother, even though she's not in the physical sense, she will always be with you in spirit and will be watching over you. And it's not the same thing as having her physical presence because there's times when I need a hug. I want someone to put their arms around me and tell me, hey, look, everything's going to be okay. I'm here for you. When I talk to my significant other, I said, I want you physically here. I want to feel you. I want to feel your body around me. I want to feel your arms around me. I want to feel all of you. Because the power of touch helps. The power of touch heals. The power of your voice heals. The power of, of just being with each other. Healing. It's a healing type. You know, when you're going through pain. When I was going through my pain with my breast cancer, I had a lot of pain from, the, from all the chemicals that were in my body and all the medications they put into me. And my mother one day was rubbing my arm up and down and it felt really good. She was relaxing me because I was trying not to think of the pain. She was trying to get the pain out and she did. She would tell me stories and she would comfort me and she would just be there to watch over me. And then I'm always worried that if I ever get sick one day again and I'm alone in this house, who is going to find me? By the time they find me, I will be gone. It will be too late. Think about it. When I had that vertigo spot, I saw my life spinning in front of me. I said, oh my God, is this the end? I haven't had a chance to have a life with anyone and you're going to take that from me? 
Why is it that everybody can go out there and make a life for themselves and be with the people they love and have this wonderful life and people like myself are just praying and hoping that it'll happen to her? I used to be envious of my sisters when I was in my younger years that both of them had found the true happiness with their husbands. And I said to myself, well, I guess it's not going to be my turn. See, they both got married in their late 20s. Me? Marriage just passed me by from my 20s, 30s, and 40s. I'm like, am I ever going to find happiness? Am I ever going to settle down? And then I found out, okay, my friends, certain people in my social circle at the time, they all were married at a certain age, and they would show off what they had. The happy family, the home, all the trips, the business. And I'm like, what do I have to show? So I never went to any of my reunions because that's what people talked about. One minute, they would be nice to me for that one evening. The next minute, go on to your lives, and they would start gossiping. I don't like gossip. I don't like people eavesdropping, and I don't certainly like people telling me what I should or should not do. I don't like it. It gets to me. It gets to me because of all the things that people have gone through in my lifetime. Of all the pain that I went through. And I actually wish I could be noticed. You know, I'm trying to remember a time when things were wonderful, when things were great between, between me and my family. Everybody has their lives. Everybody has places to go and people to be with and things to do. And me, I'm just hoping for some miracle to, to come to me. You know, like a light coming, shining down on me. I'm waiting for someone to knock on the door and just make their presence known. I don't like being alone. And I, I think the loneliness itself is driving me to escape. I want to escape to another world. I want to be known as anonymous. Everyone's like, but why? We all miss you. We all love you. The world loves you. Well, the world doesn't know who I am. They just hear my voice. They don't know who I am. Now, I can go out there and make a video, but I don't know for a fact. Well, no, I'm sorry. I do know for a fact. You will not get one like. Many months back, I did make a YouTube video. And I looked at myself doing it. First of all, I was in the most terrible condition. I didn't have any makeup on. I was just my natural self. And I forgot what the video was about, but I looked at the views underneath. Wasn't that many views. I thought, well, I look at other people's videos. They have one million views. I'm like, how do you get that? Now, I thought to myself, well, maybe if I had one of my friends internationally, we can make videos and we would do, be from two sides of the world, but we would all be on the video. It would get all the hits and likes. And I would be recognized. No. With me, I don't have that type of luck. My life hasn't been easy. You know, it's been a roller coaster of many different things. I try to look to the positive and I try to give people the understanding that life isn't perfect. It wasn't meant to be perfect. There's challenges in life. There's, there's things we need to do to accomplish, to live. Everyone has one life to live, right? So we make the best of what we have in our life and we should be grateful for who we have in our life. We should be grateful, right? And what we have in our life now.
All I know is that, and I've heard people complain, you know, especially the people that are in their lives. Like ever here, I don't know if you've ever seen this couples will argue about, I don't like when you do this. I don't like when you do that. Learn to accept each other's flaws. Learn to accept each other's little, you know, habits. I always think that people, certain individuals were meant to be with each other and then certain ones weren't. But again, the real matchmaker in our lifetime is the man upstairs because again, without him, we wouldn't be together, right? If you look at how people in society went about looking for other people, they either were set up through a friend or a family member or it was one of those arranged deals. There's some countries that believe that we're going to pick your husband and your wife for you. Why? So that they could be miserable? No. See, again, when my mother's family's friends would come over to visit, I would hear them whispering as soon as I walked. When I walked away from the room, they're like, isn't your daughter married? Hasn't she found the right one? I mean, I kept hearing it. Kept hearing the same phrase. When are you going to get married? When are you going to settle down? haven't found the right person. I was very picky and I'm still very picky. I was very picky because I don't want to just settle. I want to make sure that the person I have in my life, we share some of the same wants and goals and desires and ideals. The idea of of marriage and and of, of togetherness, of just having a life fulfilled, you know, being happy. Because if you just settle, you say, oh, well, I'll just settle for you. What happens if you say the both of you have a disagreement and you end up arguing and all you do is argue and you can't stand the thought of being in the same room with each other. You're stuck with each other for life. Not necessarily. You have to make sure that the person in your life is the one for you. My father and mother, again, I look to them as a perfect example. He knew who he wanted in his life. He said, that is the woman I'm going to marry. Even before they were together, he just knew that is the woman I want to spend the rest of my life with. And you know what I liked about how my father, before he married my mother, he went to her family and asked for her permission, asked for their permission in her hand in marriage. I thought that was so romantic. And I always wished that that would be the case when it was my turn for both my mother and father to be here when the man of my life would come asking for permission saying I love your daughter I want to take care of her I want I want her in my life can I ask for her hand in marriage will you give me your blessing because my father and mother always wanted that for their daughters and he got that chance with my older sister when she got married he you know my sister's husband came to my father and asked for her hand in marriage And my father liked him. Just like my father liked my other sister's husband. And, but he never had the chance to make it to the wedding. And they were going to be eloped. And they thought, well, it's a painful time right now. We're all recovering from that. Because my father passed away in July of 91. And my middle sister and her husband got married in December. Had a very small ceremony. But it was very painful. Because... He wasn't there, but he approved of the the union together. And I said, well, at least both my sisters had 
mom and dad. And then my father passed away and my mom was around, but she was still recovering from it. And the thing that really got to me was that I talked about this with my older sister and she had said to me, she said, I feel bad for you because now you don't have either mom or dad. Well, maybe it was meant to be this way. Not having both of your parents approve of the man you're going to fall in love with and get married to. I told my significant other this while we have something in common. We both don't have our parents, but our parents would be proud of us. They will be there with us in spirit, watching from above, seeing us take our vows. Do you take this man to be your lovely wedded husband? Do you take this woman to be your lovely wedded wife? And so on and so on. And when it comes time for that celebration and both families get together, it will be one of the most magical, beautiful unions ever that I can't wait for is that I told my significant other I can't wait to be with you please come to me let's create that life that we want desperately let's have that magic together you know there's a lot of things out there that is sometimes preventing you from happiness you know it's either work related I said well put the work aside focus on the people the person in your life focus on them Put them up at the top. You know, you say, okay, I'm working hard for our life, for our future together. But think about this. How much time do you really have left? You don't have enough time. Time is limited. Time is limited. When I tell all of you that it's for a fact, time is never going to stick around. You know, you have to make time. For the people in your life, you have to be there with them, for them, by each other's side before something happens. Because when something happens, and it will, then you have to say to yourself, or you're going to feel guilty and say these words, oh, I should have been there for them. I should have been there with them. I kept making excuses. Every time you make an excuse to not see someone, Then when you want to see them, they're no longer here. I miss my mother to this day. When the holidays come around, it's painful for me. Every New Year's has gone by. She hasn't seen the next year. She only remembered the year that she was partly alive. She saw the first part of 2016, but passed away in the middle of 2016. And it was hard for me because I put myself out there on a time limit. And I said, I have this much time before I can find any form of happiness. And if I don't find happiness within this amount of time, that will no longer be. And I know a lot of you are going to say, that's very selfish of you to say that. Well, when you... See my life story played out on the big screen. You will understand why I feel the way I do. And sometimes when I think about certain things in my life, I don't show emotion because to bring it all back, it's too painful, you know? What they say that if you cleanse your soul by crying, you're getting rid of all that negative. The the negativity of your past, leave it behind you. Always focus on what's in front of you. 
you know, people matter in this day and age, and we always take for granted. We think, well, we have plenty of time to get together, to spend time with our loved ones. We do and we don't, because you don't know what's waiting around the corner. There's somebody could have a health issue and doesn't say anything to anyone and keeps it quiet. Then something happens to them and you wonder, what happened? I didn't know that they were sick because they didn't want to say anything. They didn't want to ruin your moment. They didn't want to ruin that magical part of your life by saying, hey, look at me, I'm, I have an illness. My father was sick in the first year without him on the holiday. It was very difficult. It was very grim. My mother just couldn't function in life. She said, I can't live without him. I said, yes, you can, Mom. You have to. God will frown upon you if you don't. He understands your grieving. Yes, it takes time to heal. And you're never going to forget that person that was in your life. They're always going to be with you in your heart. They're always going to be with you because nobody can take that away from you. But she had a hard time letting go. And for the longest time, she punished herself. She thought she was doing a disservice by going out and enjoying her life with her family. By laughing, by smiling, by doing things she once did. She punished herself. I said, Mom, why? If Dad could see you now, he would be frowning upon you. He would be disappointed in you because you've stopped living start living again you know the simple things that I've always wanted to do with my loved one that I want to do with him is to show him where I am in this part of the world go for a walk be out in the sunshine hold hands have him try the foods that he's not even accustomed to because you think oh I've never had this I never had that and then I can learn more from his culture and his life and his area and his world and then when we combine our worlds and our lives together it will be the most beautiful thing in the world be the most blessed thing in the world why we thank the man upstairs because if it wasn't for him we'd still be searching for that special someone you know everyone says do you believe in love at first sight yes i do but i had my doubts back in the day because of the people i was paired off with now partly it was my fault the choices that i make i'll admit it to you i will come out and say that to you part of it was my fault because i jumped into it too soon but a part of me was also desperate when you get to be at a certain age you think my god everybody around me has found the love of their life and they're settled and they're happy and they're complete and their lives are just wonderful. And me, it was a matter of finding someone that I can be complimented with, someone that I could share ideals with and, and my visions of a future and, and, and prosperity and all that. I could never find that person. I always settled and I said, I'm not gonna settle anymore. Three times getting my heart broken and I look at my life and I was, what kind of a woman am I to go through that type of pain three times in a row? And my mother didn't like that. She goes, I don't like any of those men. And I'm so grateful that they're out of your life. Now you have someone new in your life and you better focus on him. When he comes down, the first thing you're going to do is make an introduction. I'm like, what? You heard me. I want you to introduce me to him. Now, everyone's going to say, how is that possible? She's no longer here. Well, I think what she meant was bring him over to where we're at and introduce him. Because my mother does want the approval. She wants to know that the man that's in her daughter's life is not gonna hurt her, not gonna tear into her, is gonna love her all the time, is gonna give her a great life, is gonna take care of her and love her and protect her and do all of that. 
And if he doesn't, well, then let's put it this way. My mother will be there going, hmm, hmm, coming down with a little haunting. Because in their tradition, they want that. They want that. They want that happiness that he so loved. They want that. There's so many people out there that are meant for each other, but then they're always thinking, well, we're not looking at the right person. All I know is this. When you find that special someone, you hold on to them as much as you can because it's very rare, again, to find someone who compliments you, who has the same ideas and thoughts and feelings as you. It's very rare. And I'll be honest with you, I am grateful that I have him in my life. He is the one man that has really made me smile and brought out the best in me. And I intend to do that for him now and in the years to come. And if he's listening to this, he knows who he is. Because again, he's done so much for me. But I've learned to love him. I've learned to appreciate him. I've learned to be inspired by him. It's true inspiration. And I hope to one day... I hope that we will get that face-to-face opportunity. It only comes in a lifetime, right? Happiness, love. Grab it while you can, while you still are here breathing on this earth, because once you're gone, it's not going to make a difference. You'll be gone forever. God bless all of you. Take care.